Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the virtual newsroom in Levittown, this is The Pod Couple. Bill G. is away today. Our headline, Ballot Box Bonanza. In 2019, in a bipartisan vote, the Pennsylvania legislature introduced mail-in ballots. You could vote without actually showing up at your polling place. It was kind of like absentee, but not really. It was an under-the-radar issue across the state, and then the coronavirus pandemic hit, and tens of thousands of PA voters decided they would take advantage of it, and that's how they would cast the vote in the November 2020 election. Republicans who ironically sponsored the law decried mail-ins as a way to stuff the ballot and throw elections. Dems said Republicans were paranoid and engaging in voter suppression, whatever that means. As usual, the rest of us are stuck in the middle. This week in Doylestown, our county seat, about a dozen pro-mail-in activists dressed up as dancing ballot boxes and delivered a petition to the County Board of Elections uh, to increase the number of drop boxes for these newfangled ballots. It seems a simple request, but uh, why uh, such over-the-top enthusiasm for mail-ins when in-person voting has always worked for us before. We'll discuss this and other issues uh, related to mail-in ballots is Courier Times Intel reporter Chris Ullery whose video and story on the dancing ballot boxes not only made 1A in the papers, but was also retweeted by MSNBC host Rachel Maddow. Chris, congratulations. You may be the first Courier Intel reporter. Uh, and there we have the, the video there. You may be the first Courier Intel that great distinction of having uh, a little bit of video and your story retreated by a, a national cable show. So congrats on that. Um, so I guess I want to start, Chris, uh, asking, uh, and, and let's just pretend people listening or, or watching this don't know anything about the issue, kind of a tutorial on mail-in ballots. Uh, why, did, why did we get... Uh, uh, drop boxes to begin with. Where did this whole issue come from? It dates to 2019 in the state legislature, but what, why? And it was a Republican sponsored uh, law. So, why did the Republicans sponsor it? And why all the controversy here in Bucks County over uh, ballot boxes, mail in ballot boxes? Well, um, so going back to Act uh, 77, the, the law that gives us uh, the, the no excuse. Uh, absentee ballots. Um, it was probably, I gotta preface that, say probably, uh, it was probably such a, a, a bipartisan supported effort because really, if you can get more people out to vote, you your candidates, no matter what side of the party you're going to be on, they stand just a, a better chance of, of getting elected. The more people out there, 
the more odds you have to, to have a fighting chance. Right. Uh, and the one thing they couldn't have predicted, of course, was the coronavirus pandemic. And before uh, Act 77, we had uh, absentee voting. And I guess you would have to, you could call that um, um, ex excused uh, mail voting uh, in, in this frame. Right. So, you know, you, you had to be away from your district. With the mail-in ballots, it was a, with the no excuse ballots, it was a way to uh, enfranchise more voters who might not be able to get out to the polls on election days. Uh, we're, you know, that, that can include, um, you know, people with uh, mobility issues, people in rural areas that may not have a working vehicle to get to their polling place, and then just people who can't get off work on election day because it's not a holiday. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, there, was, there were probably a lot of reasons why it had such widespread bipartisan support. And then the coronavirus hit, and I believe it was around... Well, the, the early part of 2020, as that pandemic hit, then, of course, there were uh, comments from former President Trump about um, the 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 unfounded uh, accusations that uh, the mail-in voting uh, system was was rife with fraud or potential for fraud. Uh, and part of the part of the reason for for that is because Democrats have used mail-in ballots more actively than, than Republicans have in, in, in the past in other states. And in Pennsylvania, I think, um, you see here, there were about 84,468 of, of currently registered Democrats voted by mail in the general 2020 election in November versus uh, 34,135 currently registered Republicans. Let's stop there, because those are interesting numbers. You know, uh I've been doing this a long time in Bucks County, that is covering elections. And the gripe with Democrats uh, about their constituency is about their voters is that uh, it's hard to get them out. There's always more Democrats registered than Republicans. But Republicans, it said, always come out and vote, whereas Democrats, whatever, uh, for whatever reasons, don't come out. So mail-in voting seemed to be a really good cure for that, right? I mean, that's... Right, absolutely. Right. So uh, and then that's why the former president uh, began talking about, you know, realizing this, that oh, the Democrats have found a way to get all those people who never come out to vote to vote. He, 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 he and his staff realized, I think, that they had found a way around that. They finally cured it. And mail-in ballot, uh, voting by mail-in ballot was the way to do it. Correct? Yeah. And I, I, I think you'd also find a lot of support for it. I, I think if you ask the average person if you could cast your ballot by using your cell phone, would you do it? I think a lot of people would say yes because yeah, that, you know what, Chris. As an, as an aside, I think that's eventually how we're going to vote. Yeah, you know, yeah, they have to have all kinds of secure precautions in place, I guess. And speaking of secure precautions, that's really uh, one of the the drums that the Republicans in the state have been have beaten on that there's. Um, there's a, a vulnerability to mail-in balloting when you have these new things, these ballot boxes uh, sitting out there and then people dropping them in that, uh, and when those ballot boxes are transferred to wherever they count the votes, there's kind of a loss of chain of custody because the people who don't know 
into the weeds now. If you vote in person, there's always Republicans and Democrats watching each other at these polling. Nobody gets away with anything. And it really has worked for a lot of years. But can you can you speak to what these concerns are with Republicans on uh, security of these mail-in ballots? Well, it seems like the the concern is kind of uh, it's difficult to describe because it, it would seem that somehow the 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 issue is that the ballots reaching the the county offices will in some way be fraudulent or that you know people will be you know ballot harvesting you know that there's this uncertainty about where are they coming from and i think that that sounds on its face completely reasonable however it's committing election fraud is not an, an easy task and it's often a high risk with low reward situation especially with mail-in ballots. I I might be able to get all of the information that I would need, say, if I wanted to steal your vote in the in the election, and I tried to file a mail-in ballot request for you, I would need the last four digits of your social security number and or, or your driver's license or identification card number. I'm not going to get it any other way. So barring me showing up to the polls and trying to impersonate you, hoping that you don't show up at the same time or haven't already voted to cast up a red flag, I, I, I just don't see that happening. But there's persists the security concern that you know, critics like groups like uh, Buck's Voices, the one we saw in the video there, Bonnie Chang, they're the head of that group, you know, she would advocate that these concerns are overblown and as um uh commissioner barb Har harvey said on tuesday you know other states have these they've had these rules and drop boxes and, and mail ballots for a long time and it just truly seems like the, the voter concerns are just rooted in voter suppression and that seems to be what it's about yeah there's a little uh i guess in the public view uh there doesn't seem to be much difference between absentee voting. And I did that while I was in college. I voted absentee in presidential elections um, and mail-in ballot uh, voting. It, it, Chris, what, what are the, what's the main difference between those two? It seems to me that the, you have to provide some sort of proof that you're registered and you're an actual citizen for mail-in as well as absentee. But what, what's the gripe that Republicans have about that? Well, law? I mean, they should have figured that out before they announced it. And I think that that is another major frustration to, to touch on there is that for all of the concerns that are raised, um, you know, in our in our General Assembly and, and across the country, there seems to be this rush about, you know, this concern about the security of the, the mail-in ballots. But, you know, there, there really isn't much of a difference between mail-in ballots, so the no excuse ones we have, and the absentee ballots. Right. There's either they're pretty much an identical system to, to apply for. The only difference is if I want to have a, um, a an absentee ballot, I must affirm, swear that I will not be in my home precinct on election day. That's that's the only difference. Okay, so it's the same. You still have to prove. You know, I guess you you provide whatever social security or a driver's license or some sort of form of government issued ID 
to, mm -hmm. to vouch that you are who you are, and then you request a mail-in ballot, and they send it to you. You vote, you mail it back, or uh, you drop it in the ballot box, right, that yeah. they, they have. And that's the issue here in Bucks County. We were the only county in southeastern PA to have less than uh, 10, I think, in your story, uh, you say double-digit uh, numbers mm -hmm. of ballot boxes, but we had three. So lower bucks, central bucks, upper bucks. And all of this, the video we saw at the beginning of, of this uh, podcast, if you're watching this, um, if you saw that video, uh, it's for one extra ballot box for Yard yeah. Makefield? It they, there is one extra box now. They, they've been petitioning for that for a while, and, and okay. they got it as a pilot program. Right. Uh, Buck's Voices wants to get double-digit Dropbox locations. They uh, want them all over the place. Yeah, uh, in okay. uh, places like libraries, county-owned properties. Uh, the concern that the county had, and part of this has to do with the fact that there's no no real strict guidance from the state, mainly just recommendations. That's yeah. kind of why we started out with three. Um, the concern was, you know, do we have to have it guarded? Do we have to have it under, you know, closed circuit TV? Uh, Delaware County has, uh, I think it's about 10,000 fewer voters than us, something like that. Uh, but they have 44 boxes that were wow. set up in 2020. Wow. How about that? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there were no massive reports of, of voter fraud. Our boxes that were guarded for the primary um, still had a couple dozen instances of people showing up with multiple ballots mm -hmm. and throwing them in the drop box before, you know, the security guard could say anything, which you're mm -hmm. not supposed to do, uh, but which Buck's voices would probably argue. And I think it's a reasonable argument to say, what's the difference between that and somebody, you know, if I'm living with my roommate and I put my ballot in my mailbox and then before he leaves for work, he puts his ballot in the mailbox. Mailman's going to post, pick those up just the same. That doesn't mean they're fraudulent. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them. Right. It just means they came in at the same time. And yeah. at the heart of this, our state election code uh, is from all of the cases that I've had to listen to over the, the election year was, you know, the state has to err on the side of, of any ruling that will disenfranchise the fewest voters. So if you have an issue that could show up with 500 or 1,000 voters in a precinct negated, you're going to have to have a very strong, compelling reason. And the fact that somebody dropped in two ballots at the same time just doesn't cut it. You know, it seemed mail-in balloting seemed perfect for a pandemic because the reason I heard as I stood at the Levittown Library in Bristol Township last November, the most common reason was people were afraid to go to, to uh, in-person voting uh, because they were afraid they were going to, you know, catch COVID. Ironically, they stood in the rain for an hour or so, you know, in a line outside the uh, government services building down there by the library, uh, you know, catching the seasonal flu or whatever it was going around at that time, along with COVID. I thought it was ironic. I did see a lot of security there, but, you know, I'm wondering as the pandemic has waned and will be gone probably um, in another month or two, uh, down to numbers we haven't seen since prior to the pandemic. Uh, is there really going to be any enthusiasm for mail-in balloting? Uh, it seems to me that it's going to be, we'll always have it, but it'll be kind of a minor thing. We won't have tens or hundreds of thousands of people voting that way in an election again. I I think that it will hold up. Um, I, I think that one of the... Um, 
I, I would say this kind of carefully, but uh, one of my favorite things about the pandemic is that it brought up a, a lot of a lot of unprecedented situations that we kind of adapted to, you know, be it like working from home, what have you. And a lot of people just said, oh, I like this better. Uh, the mail-in ballots have an option whenever you sign up for one to uh, say, yeah, sign me up, give me more of this. Just keep them coming every election year. Keep them coming in. Uh, you have to renew that every year, of course, but as under the current law. Uh, but, you know, there's, I, I think there was something like, um, I, think, I think it was a little over 50,000 ballot requests just like right before uh, the, uh, the primary uh, application season started. Really? That's yeah. a lot. Is yeah, that it's yeah. across the state, right? I mean, it's. Oh no, I'm not talking Bucks County. Oh, fifty thousand in Bucks! Wow, there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, they had. Um, You're uh, the Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's for our primary turnout. Uh, the the turnout came out to be something like ten percent uh, for in person voting, and another ten percent for mail in ballots. Easy. Okay, there you go. Yeah. You know, like mm -hmm. uh, like. Uh, We'll always see people wearing masks from now on and, and using hand sanitizer wherever they go. We're going to see mail-in ballot uh, voting uh, for every election from here on out, I guess, right? Oh, excuse me. That was 10% uh, for mail-in ballot applications. I'm sorry. That was uh, the return ballots came out closer to about 30, close to 40,000, I, I believe. That's still a big number, Chris. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it is huge. So here's my last question. Um, do you think that election day in scare quotes is an obsolete term that we're now going to have some sort of election month or election two months or election six weeks with all the mail-in and absentee i think i mean i i feel like just growing up i'm i'm 36 and i can't tell you how consistently i have heard almost every year people people gripe and complain about how election day isn't a holiday, how about how it's only one day of the year. You know, it, it seems, I, I think that the attitude is already there to, to make that happen. I don't think it's going to be an election period over six weeks um, because I, I would say the longer you would leave the election open for at, at that kind of period, then the more opportunities somebody might have to kind of, you know, Budge the numbers a little bit, or to, to try and uh, do something, but um, I, I I could see uh, we already have early voting in, in several states. I, it's it, it's coming. It I, I don't think that a single day voting is going to last too much longer into the into this decade. Probably. Yeah, I think it's I think it's done. We're not going to have election day anymore. I mean, we the pandemic has made us do so many things from home comfortably that why not voting too? I mean, we can do everything from home, from working to ordering food. Why not voting? So there you go. All right, Chris. Well, listen, thanks for being here today again. You. Uh, and uh, Phil will be back next week. Uh, that's all we have for today. You can get our podcast wherever fine podcasts are posted. And you can read Chris Ellery's great reporting and all the great content of our award-winning staff at our websites. Um, and you can read Philem and uh, my columns also on our websites. So uh, for all of us here in the newsroom, I'm J.D. Mullane, columnist for the Bucks County Courier Times. Thanks for joining us. Join us again next week. And uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. But especially thanks for reading.
Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.